theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. If you know him to be a way maker, if you're grateful in this place, lift your hands to him one more time and let him know. Let him know you're grateful. Let him know you appreciate him. Let him know you're thankful for an awesome God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Such an awesome God. And I feel in my, my spirit what the Lord has given me and with what the praise team has led us in, I feel like it's a confirmation of sorts. So I want to declare a few things today and just see. I don't even know if I'm going to get through all the notes <laughs> that the Lord has given me. I may, I may not. But I'm going to tell you that God wants to move in this place. I believe that with my whole heart. Praise God. My name is Akil Thompson. I am the senior pastor here at Extraordinary Church. And we believe we are the perfect church for imperfect people. We're so glad that you're here. <clears throat> we were a young church plant, but by faith, we believe and declare that we are the fastest growing church in Canada, reaching the world. And we're so glad that you're with us. Let me tell you why this is extraordinary. You know, we're from Florida, not from Florida, but most recently from Florida. And if this was happening outside, nobody would be there. But the call of God has gone out in Toronto. And come snow, come ice, it don't matter. We're going to come and pursue the presence of God and get in his presence and watch God do something transformational in our lives. And I give God praise for that. I'm so excited about what he's doing. And I'm so glad that you are here. I want you to have a seat. And I want to direct your attention to the screen. You don't want to miss this special presentation. I can't wait to share it with you. Check out the video that we're about to play. Do you know where Luke is? I didn't tell him everything. Go tell it on. The Joseph, we can't keep looking. He's coming. Over the hills and Eddie, how are you seeing this? It's time. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Remember what your messenger said. The first thing. Don't be afraid. People must know. You all know how passionate we are, I specifically am, about uh, The Chosen. It is a 
mini-series uh, on the life of Jesus Christ, and it is the first one ever to be produced outside of the influence of Hollywood. It's also the first of its kind to be crowdfunded, and so Christians from all over the globe have funded this, and their goal is to have eight seasons, um, and they've already completed their second, and they're releasing this Christmas special in the States but I'm so crazy about this. We have our own e-group. It's phenomenal. Uh, I called them, and I said, listen, I want to show this here in Canada. And they said, Pastor, we're going to send you the details. You can send, show it. And so I want you to know we're going to do that December 10th. Uh, and we're, let me tell you, we're going to have an exclusive showing. I've contacted uh, a great uh, video company, so we're going to have a video screen that's going to fill this entire stage. And with rear projection, it's going to be an amazing viewing experience. December 10th at 7.30, the cost is minimal. I believe it's $11 for adults, $9 for kids. Go online to our website, look at the event, just click the date. You'll see the event there. You'll see the link. You do need to purchase your tickets before the 10th. It has to be purchased on the 9th. And so all tickets must be purchased by the 9th. Don't wait. Grab your ticket. We're going to have a great time. You're going to be blown away. It's a, the running time is two hours, and they've got some worship sprinkled within. So we're going to have a great time, and Christmas is my favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the... Y'all see me in my red. Why y'all playing with me? Praise God. That's kind of red. I mean, it's not red like Heather's red. Praise God. She's like, you need help, Pastor. But either way, I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready. I praise God. So... Come on out and join us. We're going to have a great time. We want you to come out. We've got a lot of amazing things happening in December. We talked about our food drive. Thank you, Isabella. We are believing God. Thank you for all those who participated in the Big Give. I cannot wait because I believe December 21st or 22nd, by faith, we are going to present a $5,000 check to the Mississauga Food Bank and a bunch of food as well. Is anybody excited about helping people in Mississauga and the greater Toronto area? We're really excited about that. And so we can't wait to be able to share all those wonderful opportunities and details with you. So come on the 19th when we do my Christmas gift, bring like, I'm bringing like several grocery bags of just canned goods to be a blessing because uh, God has been too good, too good to me and my family. And then lastly, I, wanna, I just want to make sure you put this in your pocket because this is the first time, Mia, we have done this. Pookie, we are having our first extraordinary New Year's Eve worship experience, and you don't want to miss this. Now, listen, it is going down. Pastor Jessica Marquez will be with us. The, the deal is going to start 730. We're going to lean in. And then I said, listen, we hadn't had a chance. Yeah, I know her husband quite well. But I said, I want EC, Extraordinary Church, to meet him. I said, come on, tell Bishop to come. And so he's coming, and Bishop Antonio Marquez is going to be here, and he's preaching our, the first Sunday of the new year. So trust me, trust me, trust me. You don't want to miss what God is doing. Invite somebody. Get your registration in early. We're going to have a great time. Praise God. All right. Now, I'm excited, uh, but I'm going to pivot a little bit. Play a little something for me, Pookie, so I can pivot a little more naturally. Praise God. Okay, see, I just ease into it a little bit. Helps us. Praise the Lord. Uh, the topic that the Lord has laid on my heart, uh, you know, you have those moments as a pastor um, 
we've been doing this three and a half years and as a, as a lead we've been in pastoral ministry for over 20 years thank you for honoring Sarah she doesn't look a day over 21 I was like praise God that thing started pastoring when she was a baby praise the Lord uh, I just robbed a cradle Joyce that's what I did I got pictures that will make you think that <laughs> Because I was losing my hair at such an early age, praise God, and I didn't want to cut it. <laughs> oh, man, Patricia, that thing was real. Look, that thing, my hair would be like, like this. And, but I had those waves, and that thing was everything, Zach. I was like, those waves was everything, and I ain't had to wear no cap. Them things was just natural. But the Lord was like, you got to let that thing go. So you got a picture. I'll define that picture and show y'all. I probably looked 40, and she looked like she was 16. Uh, so it was rough. Then I just, I shaved it and thanked the Lord. Praise God. Anyway, I have no clue what I was saying. I, I, I do. I'm just kidding. The Lord brought it back to my remembrance. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> there are times in ministry where, you know, you preach things that are uncomfortable. Um, I love, you all know me, I'm called to preach faith. Faith and love. And actually what I'm about to preach, because the Lord hasn't released me to preach anything outside of faith and love, but there's probably no greater expression of faith and love than what I'm about to preach. But the first little bit of it's going to sound like a warning, because there are times where the body of Christ needs to be warned. There are times that we perhaps need to be awoken out of our stupor of, can I just be 100 with you all this afternoon? be awoken out of our stupor of carnality if we're not careful some of us have allowed our carnal thinking our carnal habits our carnal speech to run amok in our lives in other words what I'm saying is there's no cross and where there's no cross there's no transformation where there's no cross there's no power where there's no cross there's no Christianity and so today, by the help of the Holy Ghost, for the first little bit, it's going to sound like, ooh, he's stepping on my toes while I'm stepping on mine. And then I believe God's going to turn this thing around because the cross is greater than anything. And I'm going to give him praise for that. Praise God. So I want you to open up your Bibles or your Bible apps. Stand with me, if you will. We have a declaration that we make. You all know we believe in the power of declaration, especially declaring the Word of God. Open up your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 I welcome everybody that's watching online I'm so glad that you're with us thanks for taking time out come and join us in person next Sunday we're gonna have an amazing time and you too get your tickets for the chosen the church extraordinary church isn't making any money off of this this goes directly to the company by the way uh, and they gave us a great price and so we're gonna have a great time you don't want to miss it and we cannot control I don't own the movie they're just gonna play it it starts at 7.30. You hear me, Revion? That's what I'm talking about. I'm a man, you know, boom. Uh, it starts at 7.30. So if y'all if if come pulling in, it's, it's going to play at 7.30. That's all. I can't control that. So uh, we're going to have a great time. Matthew 16, 24. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires... I love that. If anyone, notice it's for anybody. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
And let's go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. When you have it, say amen. All right. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And by the grace of God, I want to preach for the glory of the cross. Would you lift your Bible up in the air and repeat after me in faith? This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. If you believe that, give him praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of Jesus Christ. There's a story I don't want to share with you about a soldier who was frantically digging, uh, in, uh, digging and during battles as, as shells as were falling all around him. Suddenly his hands feel something that's metal and he grabs it and it's a silver cross. Another boom explosion happens and a shell explodes and he buries his heads in his head, excuse me, in his arms and he feels someone jump in the foxhole with him and he looks over and it's the army chaplain. The soldier thrusts the cross in the chaplain's face and he says, I'm sure glad to see you. How do you work this thing? See, one of the most misunderstood and appreciated symbols in all of the world is the cross. The mentality of many in our world is one of confusion when it comes to the cross. For some, like the soldier in the foxhole, it's to get the cross to work for them in times of peril. It becomes an escape hatch sought only when in times of darkness or trouble. Many never get the concept that our Savior's passion on the cross was never intended to be manipulated. For us, it was intended to be emulated. I want to say that so that I can get in your spirit. The cross was never intended for you and I to be able to manipulate it, but it was modeled for us so that we could emulate it. Our identity with the cross, though, is not achieved through an icon that might be worn around our necks or on a t-shirt or by a photo that hangs on a wall or by some symbol or cross that's erected on a steeple. Rather, the cross is to become a lifestyle. A lifestyle that is born in all believers, all who follow Jesus. Jesus is beckoning us to take up our cross and follow him daily. Can I just tell you, the greatest glory that we could ever have is to glory in the cross. The work that Jesus did for you and I on Calvary. Is anybody grateful for the cross this afternoon? Oh, it's the glory of the cross. See, Hebrews tells us this in the 10th chapter, the 23rd and 24th verses. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. I love that. See, you got to hold on to the hope that God has given you. What am I talking about? That expected end without wavering. For he who promised <laughs> is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What is that day? That day when that trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall come up out of that ground and them that remain shall be caught up together with him in the air to meet him. Oh yeah, I know we don't preach about it as much, but the return of the Lord, the catching away of the church is coming and that day is soon to be approaching. I don't know about you, but the days are growing dark and we can see his approaching and his return is near we live so close to that day that bright day but now the earth drifts towards darkness someone once said you know the sun is setting when little men cast long shadows there's some long shadows on this world the news of the week underscores this if you just I didn't even have time. If I just read you the headlines of what was happening in, in North America when the sordid and bizarre lives of a sick few fascinate many. When North America feasts on so-called reality shows which have little to do with eternal reality. When people refuse to realize the connection between violence and games and television and shootings and churches and schools, so many shootings take place now we've become normalized or they become normalized to us. When people hide their eyes from seeing the truth found in God's word and it's that righteousness builds a nation and sin is a reproach. When the love of many wax cold, when men's hearts fail for fear, the only answer in this world is a cross. And without the cross, the best thing that we can hope for is a fiery judgment. That's it. I was thinking about it today and I thought about that song. On a hill far away, an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. Whew. See, and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. I'm telling you, it's the old rugged cross that we were saved. We need to never forget that it is the cross. Whew. In a world where the cross has been stylized, beautified, gilded with gold and encrusted with jewels, there remains a genuine hunger for the simple old rugged cross. I'm amazed at the lack of loyalty to the cross and what it stands for among Christians today. I think too many of us have become more concerned with how pretty our messages are than how true they are to the cross. But the cross is still rugged. The message of the cross is still powerful. And there is still glory associated with the cross of Jesus Christ. 
You can read about it. I've read articles about it. Many churches today, and I'm not criticizing any of them. You all know I have very little understanding of what other churches are doing if it weren't for some of the articles that I've read. But I've read recently that many churches have even taken blood or the blood out of their song lyrics. But can I tell you, it will always be about the blood here at Extraordinary Church. For the blood will never lose its power. And without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. You and I would not be standing here if he had not shed his blood. If his blood had not left from his body, we would not be here today. And the only reason we can stand here is the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us and cleanses us. Is anybody thankful for the sacrifice of Calvary? Preachers today, if they're not careful, no longer preach about the need of the cross or the blood of the cross and repenting at the foot of the cross or the personal responsibility we have to carry a cross. Let me just throw this one in there for free. Churches are no longer even preaching about hell and heaven, but both are very real and both are eternal. And I'm telling you, I've made up my mind. I've got a hell to shun and a heaven to gain, and I'm going to take my cross and follow my blessed Savior. So I'm going to cling to the old rugged cross. In an effort to not offend the masses, Many churches no longer tell people that the reason Jesus died was to cover our sins. Instead of trying to be sensitive, churches have become so seeker sensitive to the fault that they don't even call sin, sin. I don't challenge people to the glory of a cross life. That's omitting the cross. Folks, if we're going to glory in anything, let's not glory in our preaching. Let's not glory in our music. Let's not glory in our gifting. Let's not glory in our programs and ministries. Let's not glory in our lifestyles. Let's not glory in our oratory ability. Let's not glory in our positions. Let's not glory in academics. Let's not glory in promotions. Let's glory in the cross. You can try to glory in your retirement account, and you can try to glory in traditions. You can try to glory in your own agenda. But God forbid we glory in anything other than the message of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is alive and well. Whew. Praise God. Sarah teases me from time to time because you all know I, I listen to every genre of Christian music. Uh, I, I love it, and in particular, uh, I love uh, the poetic imagery of, of the hymns, and we don't tend to sing a lot of the hymns, and I love also, I just love Southern gospel, and so I was listening to some today, and she jokes, but my mother-in-law, we can link up, and I'm like, man, praise God. I will be so happy to, to listen to some of this. And I was listening and just worshiping and thanking the Lord. And I thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play it. I had my headsets on so nobody could hear it, you know. But I, I, I began to play this song, Through the Fire. And I, I, I love that song. The, the lyrics, just a little bit of it go like this. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances or the things I could not understand. I'm going to bless somebody in a moment. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision, and my frustration gets so out of hand. It's then that I'm reminded I've never been forsaken. 
I've never had to stand the test alone. As I look at all the victories, the spirit rises up in me, and it's through the fire my weakness is made strong. And then the course says, he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and that the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting, but he said help would always come in time. So just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in, just hold on. Our Lord will show up and he will take you through the fire again. I'm here to tell you God is with you. You might be carrying a cross and it might be heavy, but the glory of God will be with you. You will no longer look like yourself. You'll no longer act like yourself. You'll no longer remind yourself of what you used to be. Why? Because of the glory of the cross. Somebody give him praise. See, he, he was born in an obscure, insignificant village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. You know what I love about the Lord? He just, he'll hide away sometimes. Can you imagine for 30 years, they, they were just moments of glimpses, Deborah Lee, just, just glimpses. I mean, Mary and Joseph caught a glimpse when he was teaching in, in the synagogue, in the temple, but he just hid away. For 30 years, the Messiah is walking among men. He would heal people and would say, no, 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 don't, don't say anything. Can, can you imagine this, this obscurity? That's what I love about the Lord. Sometimes, see, when you have a cross, it's not about you getting the credit. How, how wonderful it would be that when we do something, that you know what, and people try to shout us out, we just say, oh, How, how amazing would it be that when we do something, we don't have to take a picture of it and put it on the gram or TikTok or just, I don't know what TikTok does, but I just, I sound like I'm young and relevant and engaged and I don't know if you take photos, videos or what, and I don't care. I'm not getting TikTok. But wouldn't it be crazy? I'm going to act my age. I'm 45 and I, I ain't mad about it. I ain't trying to, praise God. I don't need a TikTok, don't want a TikTok. Praise God. And the church ain't getting one either. I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we can have one if somebody going to manage it. Praise God. Praise God. Jack, Andrea, somebody said they're going to manage it. Praise the Lord. So we can, we, that's the only way we're going to get one. Thank you, Jesus. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we had that? And some of y'all, or some of our young people glad anyway. They're like, Pastor, don't get a TikTok. Cause... <laughs> see, see, see. Y'all like, good. Praise God, Pastor. <laughs> no, that ain't licensed. Let me stop. You better make sure you're wearing your cross. After he was 30, he then became an itinerant preacher. He never had a family, nor, he owned, nor did he own a house. He never traveled more than 30 miles from his hometown. He didn't go to college, and he had no credentials but himself. As a child, he taught the elders of the temple a thing or two. He turned water into wine. He was tempted by the devil, but he never sinned. 
He healed the sick. He made the blind to see. He caused the deaf to hear. He cured the lepers. He made crippled men walk. He raised people from the dead. He forgave repentant sinners, and he rebuked the self-righteous hypocrites. He was only 33 when the public turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies, and he endured the travesty of a mock trial. He was flogged and mercilessly beaten. He was spat upon and ridiculed. His teachings were laughed at and scorned. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, he became our sinless substitute. He prayed for his executioners as soldiers gambled for his clothing. The only property he had on earth was his clothes. His body was laid in a borrowed tomb. And it's a historical fact that three days later, <laughs> he rose from the dead. 21 centuries have come and gone, and today he is the central figure of the entire human race. That is why we exist, to help ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. All the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, and all the kings that have ever reigned have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as the one solitary life that we have in Jesus Christ. It is true. It is true that the birth of Christ brought God to man. But it took the cross of Christ to bring man to God. See, Jesus Christ came to do what no human being can do. He came to redeem you and I. He came to alter our disposition. Let me just help somebody right now. Praise God. Princess, I want you to come. I'm not done. I got like 11 minutes and 48 seconds. But he came to alter our dispositions. Let me just help you out right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just here to, I feel like the love of God is calling and beckoning some people. Let me just help you out. Can I just, can I just give you some things, some practical things to put in your pocket? The cross of Jesus Christ will produce transformation in your life. The cross of Jesus Christ will produce transformation in your life. Can I tell you, he didn't call us to comfort. I'm not here to beat anybody up, and I'm not here to upset anybody, but can I tell you, if you are disappointed or you are frustrated with this Christian existence, if you think that robotically and nomadically meandering through life is what he has for you, can I tell you, you need to pick up your cross. Your cross will keep you true to mission. Your cross will keep you true to form. Your cross will keep you where the spirit will begin to flow through your life. The cross will keep you and you won't have, I'm going to help somebody, you won't have carnal thoughts raging in your mind. Can I tell you, you will be pulled in the direction of your thoughts. But when you have the cross as the centrality of your thoughts and your existence, you find yourself being pulled in a different direction. God is here trying to, to draw us. Some of us have become too comfortable in our Christianity. We've become too comfortable with our existence, and we think that we have arrived. Some of us think that we're seeing things happen. And can I tell you, I, I told my kids this, and I, 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 we love musicals. And we watched, 
we, yeah, I'm an old head, so we, what we, we watched, uh, we were watching the sound of, oh, I love the sound of music, right? <laughs> anyway, Julie Andrews, and I'm like, I am 16 going on, anyway. <laughs> but we were talking about another musical that we had watched, and um, they, it had gotten some traction on YouTube, and they, these guys were rehearsing, and, you know, they're crying and stuff, and I said, yeah, I saw that. That went viral. And I can remember, people were saying, now hear me, in this song that the musicians and vocals, they were singing, it was not about Jesus Christ at all. And people, born-again believers, because people were crying. You know, people were saying, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And I thought to myself, you know why that is the case? Because there's no cross. You know why they can't discern the Spirit of God from goosebumps and a feeling? Because there's no cross in their life. You know why, I, I, I'm not here to beat anybody up, but you know why you can leave here and say things and do things and find yourself wrestling with addiction. I'm not beating anybody up, but there's no cross. The cross, though, is calling you. The cross is calling you and I. The cross is calling us to liberty and freedom. It's here to alter our disposition. Jesus came to fill people with his Holy Spirit. He came to make us holy. He came to make us new creations. Praise God. You all have heard me say it before, and I say it all the time, because I haven't been rehabilitated. I haven't been re-educated. I haven't been reformed. I've been recreated by the glory of the cross. Why is it that this favorite Christian symbol is a cross, an instrument of torture? Because for hundreds of years, the message of the cross has been the same. The blood of Jesus Christ is ready to save. The cross rescues us from perishing. Paul said the collective weight of sin, the ordinances are against us. We're taken out of the way and nailed to his cross. Colossians 2, 13 through 14. I'll read it to you. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross. Whew, somebody ought to thank him for the cross. <laughs> Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Somebody ought to thank him for the cross because we would not be standing here if it weren't for the cross. We would not have breath in our lungs if it weren't for the cross. We would not have the blessings on our life if it weren't for the cross. You would not be healed if it weren't for the cross. You wouldn't have your peace and sanity if it weren't for the cross. You wouldn't have your babies to hold during this holiday season if it weren't for the cross. Whew. I've seen the opposition people have faced, and I've watched the power of the cross in removing it. Can I tell you, the cross doesn't know a sinner that can't be saved. 
while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And he loved us that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Anybody who is, and we are all born in sin, can find salvation under the cross. I want you to know it's all in him. <laughs> Praise God. Salvation is in him. And Acts 4 and 12 tells us there's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. It is in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's no sin that's greater than Calvary. I want you to understand that God can heal you. God can save you. No matter what the addiction no matter the thoughts you wrestle with no matter your past I'm here to declare to you that Calvary is greater this is where it's interesting trees the Lord in the beginning told Adam and Eve everything you got dominion over there what's in the air it's on land, what's in the, in the sea. You got dominion, you got authority. Name stuff, you just name it, it is. But this tree, don't touch it. Well, don't eat of it, specifically. Actually, they could have touched it and made a tree swing in that thing. But don't eat of it. For when you do, you shall surely trees all kinds of species of trees but you know what happened with Judas when he betrayed the Lord the Lord called him friend he said go do what you gotta go do and the high priest gave Judas 30 pieces of silver and when Judas began to realize oh my God what have I done I betrayed innocent blood, is what he said. <laughs> he tried to return it. <laughs> tried to return it to the high priest. They said, what does this have to do with us? You know what? Judas began to weep. And the Bible says he hung himself on a tree. What am I trying to tell? I wish Judas would have just waited. Because it was the wrong tree. Wrong tree, Judas. Because if he would have just held on for one moment, there was a lamb who was going to be slain. And the very transgression and offense that Judas made was going to be nailed to that tree. Somebody ought to thank him because there is nobody that is out of the reach of Calvary. You might be confused and you might have doubt, but the cross is greater. You might have heartache that had been inflicted upon you by others, and now that heartache is turned into a boiling rage. The cross is greater. You might not know which way you're going and you might be confused out of your mind, but the cross is calling you and can bring clarity. Why? Because he laid down his life for you and I. And he is here to tell you that healing that you're looking for is here. Why? Because the sickness was nailed to a cross. 
that healing in your mind is here. Why? Because that depression was nailed to a cross. I'm telling you that confusion that you have was nailed to a cross and peace is here. Why? Because of the glory of the cross. Whew. The cross doesn't know a sin that God doesn't hate. The disdain that God has for sin can be found in the price that he paid for it to rid us of it. Every sin is hated by God and the cross is proof of that. Yet the cross proves as well that God hates sin. He loves the sinner. And lastly, the cross doesn't know another way. <laughs> oh God. The cross doesn't know another way to be saved. See, did Paul not tell us in Corinthians? To those who perish, the cross is foolish. But to those who find the cross, we know it is the power of God unto salvation. Only through the bloodshed at the cross can man be set free. There is power in the cross. Confess your failure today. Kneel at his cross and say, I need to be set free. I need these things to be moved out of my way. I'm telling you, every person that is present at the cross on that day was impacted by it. Each and every person who comes face to face with Calvary today will be impacted by the cross. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. The searcher is impacted by Calvary because they realize this is what I've been looking for all my life. We're all searchers. We have all searched in the wrong places. How many can testify to that? Looking for love in all the wrong places. But can I tell you? And you're good, princess. Come back and join me in just a moment. Just stay there. Happiness, fulfillment, peace, security is not found in worldliness. I want to just tell you, I know this sounds heavy, but I have to declare this. Happiness is not found in ungodly habits. Peace is not found in wrongful relationships. Comfort and solace is not in man-made religion or education or money. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only he can change your life. Only he can make you whole. He'll give you peace you never knew, a love and joy, and ultimately heaven to be with him for eternity. And can I tell you, don't get me wrong, don't misunderstand. I know what people mean when they talk about being reunited with loved ones. But the reason why I'm going is to see the one who, sh the one who shed his blood for me. The one who laid down his life for me, the darling of heaven, the lamb that was crucified, the one who is worthy of my praise. I can't wait to gather around that throne with the elders and the host of heaven, lifting him up, saying, worthy, worthy is the lamb who was slain. You can live a lifetime and never find anyone who will love you like Jesus. And I'm telling you because I know I can testify to it. Ain't no woman on this earth, man, that can love you like Jesus can. Ain't no man on this earth, ladies, that can love you like Jesus can. He's the only one that can complete you. You might have found the person of your dreams, but Jesus is the answer for your eternity. I'm telling you, he is peace. He is salvation. He is hope. He is the answer. He is the 
reason. He is the only reason we are here right now. He is the reason. He said, no man can take my life from me. I lay it down. He said, for the Son of Man comes to seek and to save. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He's seeking right now. You know, I feel he's asking me, Keel, where's your cross? Have you laid it down? Have you picked up some other things? He's seeking. Don't you feel him tugging on you? Don't you feel him? He's seeking to save. Why? Why is he asking you, where's the cross? Because without the cross, you cannot be saved. No man, if anyone is going to follow me, let him pick up his cross and deny himself and come after me. What I love about the cross is this. The cross impacts society's outcast. See, they realize that we're all equal at the foot of the cross. This is why I believe wholeheartedly we're going to turn this world upside down. I want everybody to hear me because the reason why I'm completely comfortable with black, white, red, yellow, blue, purple, green, polka dot, I don't care what color you are. The reason why I'm comfortable with it is color doesn't matter. It's all level at the cross. Social status, you could be the elite of the elite. You could be the broke, busted, and disgusted. You're level at the cross. You might have political influence. You might have none. It's all level at the cross. Can I tell you, you might be heterosexual, homosexual, transgender, bisexual, pansexual. Don't know what am I telling you. We're all level at the cross. Jesus Christ died for all of us, and he came so that we might have eternal life in him and be resurrected and transformed the cross is for all of us and as long as you are a living soul the cross is for us the ground at the foot of the cross is level this is why as we're growing as God is building his church I tell everybody this isn't some hierarchical organization Jesus Christ is the head of the church period other than that we're fractal <laughs> We're a team. We are all level here. No matter your education, no matter your bank balance, no matter your ethnicity, social status, the spirit and the bride say come. And let him who hears say come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water freely. I'll close with this. The cross impacts those bound by sin. Desiring to be free when you understand Christ died for the ungodly. I want us to stand. I preached a little longer than I wanted to. But I feel like healing of the Lord is here. You don't know that song, Pook. Do you know that? Healing is here. You know that? No? Okay. Praise God. I might just start singing it and just without anything. That's okay. Healing is here. 
and I receive it. Mm. Healing is here. Yes, God. Healing is here. Healing is here, and I receive it. Victory is here. Thank you, Jesus. Victory is here. Yes, God. Yes. Victory is here. And I receive it. Come on, the healing of the Lord is here. I look to you, Lord God. Oh, I look to you. Find those lyrics for me. I look to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, the cross is the evidence of God's anger towards sin and it's powerful proof of his love for sinners the greatest paradox in the scripture is God's vehement hatred of sin contrast with the unfathomable love for sinners Christ's death on the cross was a sacrifice for all of our sins past present and future and freedom starts by kneeling at the cross so what am I doing today? I have it on my wall, Marcus. And I thought to myself, there's snow. You know what? I'm throwing snow at you today. I'm throwing snowballs at you today. Why? Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are like red, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You and I don't have a snowball's chance unless we come to the cross. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.